Hey, 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 and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. God, I'm super pumped that you are hanging out with us today in Insurance Town. We've got a great guest and my good friend, Randy Delaney. Can't wait for you to check that out. It's going to be a good one and very inspiring and uplifting. And I know this because it's already been recorded. Anyhow, um, today's program is brought to you by some incredible sponsors. And guys, I can't do this show without the sponsors. You can't listen to the show without the sponsors. We can't have a good time. They're a great part of the program and they do so many things for you. I really do my best to get sponsors that I believe in, that I know are going to help you, and they're going to help you succeed and be better at what you do. Starting with my friends over at Smart Choice, the fastest growing agency network for a reason. No lengthy contracts, no upfront fees, and they share in their bonus and contingencies. They try to negotiate for you to get you the highest commissions and the lowest thresholds that you can get. And it's so easy. Go to smartchoiceagents.com. They even have a map where you can choose your state find out who to contact, find out all the markets ahead of time. So awesome. Also, my uh, really, really good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting all those deck pages that you need to quote your prospects. And now uh, they are not only doing that, but they are also doing commercial. And that is a game changer. If you need to get those lost runs, go to Canopy Connect. That's usecanopy.com. And go to backslash Heath and get your discount, get your demo. Check it out. Tell them the mayor sent you, and you're going to be so glad that you did. Guys, today, I've got Randy Delaney, my good friend, and uh, she's been uh, on the carrier side. She's worked in the work comp. She's been an agency owner, and now she is doing some pretty amazing things over at Travelers, and I can't wait for you to hear this program. So I'm going to get out of the way and bring her in. I'm so glad you're hanging out with me today. This is going to be so much fun. I'm happy to do this. We've talked about it for a long time. So. A long time. Um, and so for context of the audio listeners only, you and I have been friends for over a decade now, I feel like. Um, it's been a while. It's yeah. been a long time. We met at a conference. We just spent a week together at another conference last week. And it's mm-hmm. been good times. Uh, it's been a good time. And so... You've been on quite the journey throughout your career, and and I love that, and I want to hear more about that, and I want my people that are listening to know who you are. So let's take a walk down memory lane. Let's go back as far as you want to, and then lead me up to where you are now. Okay, cool. Well, I graduated from the University of Central Arkansas out of the insurance and risk management program there, and I wasn't originally going to go into insurance, even though playing competitive sports growing up. One of our coaches was an insurance agent who did really well. And I just saw the freedom he had. And I thought, hey, this is something I could get into. And my brain worked that way. Like, what if this happens? What if that happens? You know, what what are the next steps? So I went into that program and graduated from it and so grateful because I sat pretty the last semester of my senior year, I was sitting there and I had a job. I got a job with Travelers Insurance Company before. I even graduated, which was awesome. I was an underwriter for management liability, very specialized products, uh, 10 and a half years. Then I got an opportunity to jump over to the work comp side and expand my knowledge. So I went to work for Summit Consulting, which is a great company too. Pandemic happened. I got a call to open up my own captive agency and I did it because I really wanted the opportunity to experience what it was like to own a business. I absolutely love our insurance world that we're in. I think it's absolutely the best thing that you can possibly be in to help somebody and that you don't have to physically touch them and take care of them because nursing was never something I ever wanted to get into. But I did that for a couple of years and then I got an opportunity to come back at over to Travelers and I, I jumped at it and all of the experience that I've had totally lends to what I'm doing now. And then the thought process when I go into an agency, what I'm looking at versus what your typical company person is looking at. I mean, I look at the agency as a whole and I see all of the people. I see the owner and what the owner's having to deal with. Some of them have been agency owners for years. Some of them haven't been. Some of them have people that have worked for them for 20, 30 years. Others 
you know, they got that newbie that just walked in the door that's starting into this wonderful world that we call insurance. That if you have, you know, a weak heart, you are not going to last in this world. So it's one of those things where I get to see all sides and I look at all sides of the business whenever I'm walking in. And then, you know, that tornado that hit us a month ago almost now and the devastation it did, I just was in awe of how quickly even the company partners, you know, everyone responded to the whole ordeal and how, I mean, that's what we're here for. We are here to help protect people in a way that nothing else really is going to protect you the way we do in our insurance business. So I absolutely... I love this business. And I'm like, I tell people all the time, hey, whatever you like, you can do it in insurance. And so it's kind of, that was a long-winded way to get here. But this is, that's memory lane far as career goes. No, but it's, it it's is, perfect. Because you and I have a similar, we have a similar career path. And the fact of, I started off as an agency owner and went to the carrier side and, you know, did all that and then came back to agency side and then back to, you know, consulting in the podcast. And my my whole world changed as well during the pandemic. And that's when I started this year podcast that been three years now. But so, you know, it's crazy for you. And I feel the same way because when I became, you know, a rep for a carrier going in to see agencies at first, my trainer and the person who trained me was like, go in and see the agency owners and do all that and wine and dine them and make sure they send you business. And I was like, wait a minute. Over time, I started to realize like there's so many more people that work in an agency besides the agency owner and so many reps and so many carrier people, they just focus on the owner. And half the time they're removed from the agency or they don't know what goes on day to day. And you know that now because You've been an agency owner. Oh, yeah. We're all in the challenges of hiring people and finding the right people and people that fit with your personality. Because I love to make sure that I understand who I'm talking to. So then that way, whatever message that I have to deliver, that I deliver it on the level that they can receive it and embrace it and then go succeed with it. So that's the thought process that I have. And from the agency owner stance, man, I went into that knowing insurance because this is all I've ever done. I absolutely enjoy it. And I'm not afraid to ask a question, but the business side of it all and all of those things that go into it and the HR side of it. I mean, I was an employment practices liability underwriter. I fully understood what it meant to have employees, you know? And so it was one of those things where I just thought, oh dear God, this is a lot. This was the part that I wanted to understand. And so the roller coaster, because I I've called it a roller coaster on social media before, but the roller coaster of ownership. I mean, no matter what business you're running, there those ups and downs, and you're trying to keep your head down and make it happen. And people are like, "Oh, you make this look easy. You make this look easy." And little did they realize how many tears were shed because you're like, "I'm not doing enough. What else can I do? How can I get better? You know, I want to see this. I want to see that. I want." these kind of numbers, but what that truly means, you know, you have to have that team behind you and have that partner in your corner that's helping you succeed. And I very, very much appreciate this struggle that it is to be a business owner. And I say struggle because if you think it's a breeze, you live on another planet and I want to go to that planet. But right. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, not a breeze. And, you know, you, you brought up so many things in there. One of the things that I was wanted to dive into a minute because I was shocked when I saw you come back to, you know, the independent side and back to the carrier side, because from the looks of it, you were just dominating you know, the small city you lived in and held the state of Arkansas the way it looked because you were posting great content. You could see your team was growing. You could see, you know, all this stuff. And so I think a lot of agency owners probably could relate to that because you want to post a highlight reel and you want to post how well you're doing. But like you said, it, it is a struggle. It does have its pitfalls and its downsides as well. Oh, yeah. Well, and if you don't have faith, this can grow your faith in a way that you would never believe could happen. I grew up my whole entire life, attended church. And I, my faith has grown so much in the last seven years. I'm so grateful for all of the struggles that I've gone through to be able to have that. Hey, I know that there's a reason for absolutely everything. 
And I knew having an agency, I was only going to do it for a certain amount of time. I had already put that in my mind. But at the same time with that, I wanted to take away everything I possibly could that could benefit whatever was to come next. Because, you know, there is there is a fine line with absolutely everything that we do, no matter what it is, you know. And so it's whatever's to come next. Like, what are you setting yourself up for? Who are you going to meet in that process? How is it going to help you? Because quite frankly, I firmly believe in we're all we're all made for relationship. Like everything is relational. So no matter what you're going through, it's only to connect you for the next thing that you're going to either the next person that comes into your world or the next business that you take on or whatever it is, it's like deep inside you that you're willing to listen to that call and to go do it. So part of that ownership aspect of everything for me was, okay, what else am I supposed to be doing with this? This is for something. I know this is just a stepping stone into whatever that I was purposed for. And then little did I know I was going to get an opportunity to be back in a role that would be more of a business consulting type of an idea, if you will, with helping and connecting with business owners to help grow their business with the company that I represent. And that's a cool thing because I'm still getting to do what I'm passionate about, but I'm over there helping people and being able to encourage them in a way that most people probably haven't received. You know, and I think for me and you, uh, the people that we are, we love that consulting aspect of it. And I hear a lot of agency owners, a lot of people that work in agencies for that matter, CSRs, account managers, producers complain about the reps that come in to see them because it's like, all they want to do is come in and slide some reports across my desk, bang on my desk, say, where's my business? Where's my business? You know, your hit ratio is terrible. Your loss ratio is through the roof, blah, blah, blah. And they just want to spit out some carrier lingo and leave and get their paycheck, you know? And so, and I always wanted to be the opposite of that. You know, I wanted to go in and provide value. I wanted to go in and like you said, Try to consult with them, try to help them to find other business. So, you know, no matter what that looked like, I would do everything I could to bring that value. And it sounds like you were the same way. Oh, yeah. Well, owning my own agency, I mean, time is money. And if yeah. you're not going to bring added content that is going to make them money, don't show up. I mean, that, that's Agreed. Really all it is. And, and I say that because, you know, sometimes you go in there, and I think I've heard you say this before, sometimes you go in there. And you're a counselor that day because whatever's going on. I mean, and and that's great. All the time. Because it is all about connection. And if you can't connect with somebody, find another job. And I say (laughs) that it is about connection. And you don't want them rolling their eyes whenever you leave their agency. You don't want to say, dear God, I don't want her to come back. I mean, that's the worst. But, But thankfully, you know, it's one of those deals for me is just, Hey, I'm coming in there. I really and truly want to see you win. I think everybody can. I think we're all here. There's so much business out there to be had. Like, let me help you because I want to. And somebody asked me one day, well, what's in it for you? And I was like, that I help you. Bingo. Yeah. And people don't get that. No, no, they don't. I mean, and you know, most people, they're, they're so like, especially in our marketplace right now, you know, everybody's so bogged down because it's a lot of work. They're doing a lot of work. And so like, you can go in and bring that ray of sunshine and make them smile. Or I mean, if you can make somebody's day good and connect with them. And and you know what? People want to help you back. No, they do. I, I they swear do. to God, I, I was in an agency's office. Excuse me, Lord. But I swear to goodness, I was in um, Northwest Arkansas at an agent's office. And uh, I'll say the name off air, but, and the guy was talking to me we were going through our little spiel and uh, talking and having a good conversation. And he was an older agent and the office was hot. I fell asleep mid conversation with this guy, swear to goodness, mid conversation. Like he's talking to me and I'm just like nodding off. And apparently I fell asleep. Randy, two hours later, I woke up blanket on me, pillow under my neck on the, on the table. I'd slept. For two hours, missed four appointments that day, you know? Yeah. But the guy wanted to help me. He covered me up, gave me a pillow. He was like, man, I just figured you must've been tired from all your travels. You must've been tired from everything you've been doing. I I say that, you know, it was a true story, but you know, to go, they do want to help you. They do care about you, especially if you add that value. And I know it's a stretch, but I had to find a way to tell that story because I literally fell asleep in dude's office. And once I tell you the guy's name, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I get it. (laughs) 
Well, that's, I'm glad. I'm glad he covered you up and gave you a pillow. <laughs> oh, well, I've not fallen asleep in anybody's Oh, office. man, I felt I'm bad. go in there with a whole bunch of energy and, hey, how are you? You know, let me share this with you, but I really want to know, how are you? And I genuinely want to know, you know? And it's amazing what people will tell you and how they trust you with what they tell you. And you just take it. And, you know, there's a lot. We are in the South and we I mean, I pray. And for somebody, whatever they're dealing with, if it's a struggle, if it's a kid's struggle, if it's a marriage, if it's whatever, you know, it's like, hey, I'll pray for you. And literally go out in my car and do it right then. And it, you can just tell. It's a completely different feel. Yeah. Completely. And and I love that. And I love that you care about the people because again, going back to not just agency principals, but the producers and the account managers and you and I have talked about it and you talked about it with a microphone last week uh, about the potential that people have and you wanting to help, you know, see people reach that potential. And that's something that I wanted you to share a little bit. I made you stop before we hit record. Like we got to hit this on the record because I love what you were talking about before we started. There are so many people though that have, potential and they don't I think it's a society you know everybody's looking at social media and they're like oh this is so great and you know the highlight reel of absolutely everything but very few people I really feel are throwing compliments around like confetti and affirmations to the people that they work with or that work uh, for them or you know even those People sitting behind the desk that are doing a ton of work, not all of them throw affirmations back to their, the agency owner or the business owner, you know, whomever it may be. And people do have a lot of potential, but whenever you do get those compliments and things are highlighted of, Hey, you're doing a great job here. I really appreciate this. I mean, people thrive under that. Like if that's your leadership style, building somebody up is going to get you way more than tearing them down. I mean, even when I'm talking to folks, I'm saying, hey, you can get a lot more with honey than you can vinegar. So go ahead and be really kind whenever you're calling in trying to, you know, get some help with something. Because if I come at you and I'm really kind, you're going to listen to me over if I come at you with a whole bunch of hate in my voice and you're thinking to myself, I don't want to talk to her. You know, I don't want to deal with that. But people just don't really see themselves because self Self-reflection is really hard. And I don't think that a lot of people do it. And I'm a person who probably over the top self-reflects. I'm very self-aware and I journal a lot. And I just feel like if people saw themselves as others really see them, their perception would totally change. I really feel that way. And I wish I, I'm trying, I have two little kids and I'm trying to teach them that because I I don't want them to listen to the world and what the world's saying about them. I mean, if you're an agency owner and you're a good one, you're working your tail off. You're working your tail off to be an example and a, a servant leader. And a lot of people don't have that servant attitude because people think they're above it or somebody else should be doing X, Y, Z. I will tell you right now, I'm great at going and talking to people. All of the other smaller detailed things that most women are good at, I'm not. And I know it. But it's hard to self-reflect. It's hard to look at yourself in that mirror or it's hard to think about those kind of things because, you know, not many people look in a mirror every day and say, dang, I look good. Or, man, I'm awesome. Or I'm incredible. A lot of people have a hard time with that. Mm -hmm. Well, because a lot of people are afraid to see who they are and they're afraid of what they're not. And they're sometimes afraid of who they actually are. And you might be really good at something, but you don't want to go do it because you fear whatever somebody else in your world may say about you. Yeah. Or you're too scared to go do something because it's just, you know, you're scared to fail. Yeah, for sure. And I just feel like people, one, I tell my kids this and I tell myself this on the regular, get over yourself, get over yourself. You're not the most important person in the world. The world is a really big place. Take a 30,000 foot view. Look at what's actually happening. What's actually going on. See the, all the events and say, Hey, what am I supposed to be learning here? Ladies and gentlemen, we are at a mid-roll ad. It is summertime. It is time to get ready for the bathing suit season. It's time to get ready for conference season. It's time to take care of some yard work, take care of trimming the bushes, taking care of the hedges, 
And you got to make sure that you are ready to go with some amazing products over at Manscaped. We put together a bundle just for you of products that are waterproof. Uh, they help reduce nicks, the lawnmower 4.0, the Beard Hedger Pro. They reduce the risk of ingrown hairs, and it helps reduce the risk of grooming accidents. Guys, the lawnmower package has arrived, and it is amazing. You'll get the lawnmower 4.0. You'll get the weed whacker uh, and nose hair trimmer. You'll get the crop preserver, the crop reviver. You get a pair of boxers that are game changer. Those boxers are amazing. I've had... One of you actually reached out to me and said they had to order another four sets of those boxers. You got to check those out. Guys, the Crop Preserver is a below-the-waist deodorant, and the Crop Reviver is below-the-waist toner that will change the way that you do below-the-waist grooming. Go to manscaped.com and scroll down to the bottom. Put in the code MAYOR for 20% off and free shipping. Free shipping. Game changer. Manscaped.com. Also, my good friends over at cover desk. If you're looking to add staff, add employees, if you're looking and needing to get some of those administrative tasks taken off of your desk or account manager's desk, go to cover desk and check it out. They train these virtual assistants in our space. They know our systems. They know how we speak. They know the language. And uh, I personally have worked with several virtual assistants from CoverDesk, and they are amazing. They become a part of your team, a part of your culture, and uh, just do a great job. Whether you need one or if you need a whole team, they can help you out. Go to CoverDesk.com. And now let's get back to the show. And if you do that, I mean, and your heart's open and your mind is open to yeah. it, you're going to get to a level you didn't think you could get to. But I also love to read and I love to see how can I get better. I mean, I'm a, Are you a self-help book reader. Do what? Are you a self-help book reader? I do like those books. Yes. I do too. That's the only thing I can read. I can't do a fantasy or romance or whatever. I have to read a self-help book or it's not going to get read. If I feel like I'm reading some raunchy novel, can't do it. <laughs> You'd be surprised. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but I, I like self-help so okay tell me this then let me rabbit trail for a second or you know squirrel moment what's one of the best books you've read read lately read lately or one of the best ones that's impacted your life in the last however many years oh gosh that's a lot. any book <laughs> well i will tell you i read the road back to you which okay. is all the enneagram yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely loved that. And I love I, because even as a small child, you can ask my dad, I was constantly trying to figure out why. Why did I respond to this this way? Why did I do this yeah. that way? I, I've always wanted to figure myself out, but I wanted to figure myself out because I know that there's so much within me. There's so much purpose within me. Mm-hmm. What is it that I need to grasp and fully understand so I can fulfill that purpose? Yeah. And it's the best. The question of why, I love that because I was listening to, I forgot the guy yesterday, but he was talking about seven levels deep of why. And it was like, so many times I'll just go one or two levels, but he was like, no, keep going and keep digging into why you want to do this. And it's yeah. like, uh, because I want to make more money. Well, why do you want to make more money? Because I want to support my family. Why do you want to support your family? And I'm like, how many levels deep can we go here? But once you get down into that level to the yeah. point where you feel like, okay, I figured it out. Yeah. And like this guy was telling his story and he was like, I just kept going. And this guy was like, we're going to keep going until you finally realize, realize, okay, this is my really why, you know, this yeah. is really what's going on. Yeah. And so have you ever dove that deep into these whys that you're talking about? Yeah. We're getting deep here for a minute. <laughs> I journal, I journal a lot. I've journaled really? for okay. a long time. Yeah. And I enjoy it. And it's really, really great therapy. And I'm a big fan of therapy. I think people yeah, should go. Totally. Should do it. I, I, there's not a stigma attached to it anymore. I don't feel like in our day and time. And so to be able to just go and pour all that out and figure it out and deal with the hard stuff. You know, we've all lived a lot of lives, whether, you know, you've been married for 30 years or you've been divorced for seven or, you know, whatever that you're dealing with kids going through whatever. I mean, I think it's a good thing to, to sit there and talk it out and talk out what bothers you because something bothers all of us. Well, you brought and, up a good point. It's that stigma's not there anymore. Like when I was young, I'm older than you are. I'm an old guy, but you know, 
going to therapy, you'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe you're going to therapy. What's wrong with you? Nowadays, it's accepted a little bit more. It's not so faux pas. It's different. It's not a sign of weakness anymore. And, you know, growing up for me, I athlete love playing sports. I mean, competitive. I don't even like to let my kids win anything. Uh, but I, I definitely, you know, I think in weak and strong. And, you know, when I reflect on who I am as a person, I, I pretty strong girl, I would say, I mean, I, I can, I'm, I'm pretty strong in general, just as far as, you know, actual strength, but just the whole, you know, I, I can carry a lot on my shoulders. That's, that's a fact, you know, I, and I understand that. But one of my, the most therapy breakthrough was to allow myself to be weak and to accept that weakness that I do have, that I can't do it all on my own. I'm not super mom. I'm not superwoman. I've got to ask for help. I've got to understand what those weaknesses truly are. And once I did in that whole self-reflection, like, you think I really wanted to admit any of that to myself? I mean, we grow we grew up in the South. Image is everything, right? You've got to maintain a certain image. But sure. I said, forget it. I said, forget that. I don't. I yeah. don't care. I do not care anymore. You want to judge? Go ahead. It's not going to matter. You want to right. know why? Because you got problems just as much as I got problems. Right. I don't want your problems any more than you want mine. So let's not. You know. And I found that. I grew so much as a person once I embraced those things that were my true weaknesses. And I'm glad that I did because it makes me connect with, it allows me, it doesn't make me, it allows me to connect with people on a level that we're not going to have a service conversation. If I come in your office, it's not going to be a service conversation. If I'm your friend, it's not a service conversation. And you know that. Oh, yeah. So it's it's one of those things where connection is a, is what I feel like my gift is. It comes natural and uh, also yeah. true care. So and that's the thing that sets you apart. That's the thing I that sets you apart. Be the best me I can be for all the people that I love. And so I've learned to take time for myself. And I feel like people don't do that. Business owners, they don't no. take the time for themselves. You know, parents don't take the time for themselves. You know, priorities are not in line with what they should be. So I feel like that was one of the things, embracing those weaknesses. I, I got that. Okay. It's okay to be selfish. It's okay to take care of yourself and not in a destructive way, in a very positive way. Yeah, it's funny you say that because yesterday, and we didn't plan this out, Randy and I did not. We just talked like five minutes before we got on. But so I was on this whole Matthew McConaughey thing yesterday. I listened to it too. Okay, so when he was talking about the idea that um, being selfish is okay, I was like blown away by this because I was like, wait a minute. Matthew McConaughey is the coolest dude ever. Now, he's a little cuckoo, but he's one of the coolest guys I've ever met or not met, but, you know, seen on one of these things. And so it's like, holy smokes. So, yeah, you're right. I think it's okay it to dive into yourself, to invest in yourself. Now, I think that goes for account managers. It goes for producers. It goes for everyone in that agency. And since we're in insurance town, you know, as we talk to, you know, whoever that is in the agency, um, I think you have to invest in you, whether mm-hmm. it's go to a conference like we did last week, find mm-hmm. a self-help book, listen to mm-hmm. a podcast like this one, which you've already, you know, probably helped a lot of people already in 25 minutes, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it might be. Uh, I think you have to do that. You do. I mean, you are so important. And I think we don't allow ourselves to be important in the right manner. You know, you're like, oh, she thinks she's, ar- or she's arrogant. She's overly confident. She's good. One thing, and now this is weird, so I'm just, here's the vulnerability <laughs> that I am not good at normally in front of people, but I, <laughs> I you're welcome, you're welcome, yes. but really and truly, I have been told, oh, well, you're really confident, and I'm, I, I think to myself, like, okay, is that a good thing or a bad thing, you know, because you, you definitely... growing up you always want to fit in even though you've never fit in like that's not you 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 think and you do differently and you're you're happy because you can be and you embrace it and you enjoy that music that comes on and you start dancing or what you smile 
Because why sit in a conference like we did last week with a fish face when you should be smiling, enjoying the fact and being grateful that you're there, right? And I was like, what in the world? This is a bad thing to be confident? Like, and I, I thought about it. I, I pondered that for a while. And then some other things have happened in my world. And I'm not confident as an arrogant. I'm just really comfortable with who I am as a person because I truly I'm grateful for every opportunity that I have. I mean, I live with gratitude. I do not, you know, post something on social media just to, you know, play a highlight reel. I sincerely am grateful for absolutely everything. And, you know, when you have that mindset of gratitude, your perspective changes. And so it's like, no, I'm just, I know who I am. And quite frankly, and I say this to everybody, I don't care if you have billions of dollars or nothing. I yeah. do not care if you're a good person and you're trying your best to do as good as you can for the right reasons. Hey, I'll talk to you just like I talk to everybody else. I don't care because yeah. we have to do it. We can learn from each other, but people don't take the time to have those conversations. They don't want to say, oh yeah, I'm struggling with this or my wife and I, you know, my wife's upset because I'm gone a lot for work. And, I was like, and, you know, I've had conversations with people. Hey, I get that. I was like, but date her. Make sure you're dating her. Or, you know, I, my kid's struggling with whatever. Hey, have you had this, con- have you had a conversation with them? Just see how they are. Like, that's okay too. You know, like being real with people, that attracts more than being well, fake. That will tell you're exactly you, right. And I, I think there's a difference in arrogance. There's a difference in arrogance and confidence. And I think what you've got is more on the, on the line of, of confidence in yourself and, you know, being, being real, being honest, you're a child of God and you believe in that. And you and I share in beliefs in that and, you know, being Christ centered helps you in that. Even people that, you know, are Christians struggle in their identity. I'm not saying that, but what I'm getting at is you have embraced who you are. And so for just a minute, those that are listening, I love where we're at on this because we don't even have to talk insurance and it's fantastic. But those that are listening that are struggling in their self-worth or struggling in their confidence or struggling in those things. What could you say to those people? Let's talk to Dr. Randy for a minute. Well, my grandfather used to call me Reverend Randy, but okay. All right, um, Reverend Randy, get it, girl. No, I I would say to those people, you're worth so much. I wear a bracelet that is that says I am enough because my personality type doesn't ever allow me to think that I am. And so I fight that on the daily. I am enough. And I would say list out all those things that you like about yourself because there's more than you think. List out a couple of those things that you don't care as much about yourself, but that you want to get better at and just focus on positive. If you don't like something, you have the power to change it. You do. I mean, and and one of the things that I absolutely love, and I truly, truly believe this, is that we really do have power over our thoughts and we can decide what we want to think. Now, I, I definitely want to put this plug out there. I do believe in mental illnesses. I believe all of that. I don't just credit any of that, but I do feel like what we focus on, just like Matthew McConaughey said yesterday, or somebody in that said it, but what we focus on, that's where our feelings go. So when I journal, I don't journal about all that. I might say something that's not so great, but I always turn that perspective into the good that can come from it. And I focus on what is good. I focus on the things that are going to yield positive results. I don't want to do negativity at all. I don't want to do stress. I know negativity and stress are part of life. But if we choose to focus on the good, the good is what we attract. And everything that you read and all the things that you hear, you do attract what you put out there. So I will tell you, if you smile at somebody when you walk by, they're going to smile back at you. That's an attraction. You, that's it. You attracted that. I mean, you just have to fully accept who you are and be good with it and not to get overly preachy, but because I have very strong faith. I mean, if I, if I didn't have that, I, I'm, I know I wouldn't have the outlook I have. I know that I wouldn't, I wouldn't smile as big as I do. And I got a pretty big smile. And so I know that what I would focus on, how I would intently listen to people, it wouldn't be the same because I I know that I am enough. It took me a long time to figure it out. It took a lot of failed attempts at a lot of different things 
that made me feel like I wasn't enough. But whenever I finally said, hey, you know what? I am. I'm pretty yeah. good at what I am. I'm pretty good at who I am. You know, why Why am I the one hating on me? Nobody else hating on you. You're hating on yourself. Why, why are you hating on yourself? There's no reason. Right. Love yourself. And I think that's one of the hardest things that we all, a lot of folks struggle with is truly loving who they are and grow in like embracing a process and a journey of getting there. And that's the thing. People want it like they do their microwave or fast food or their Starbucks. They want it like that. They want it overnight. You can't. What I struggle with, and you're right behind me in this and raising kids, and I try to tell them what I wish someone had told me when I was 12, 13, 15-year-old pimply-faced kid going through the struggles of junior high and high school. It's like, it doesn't matter right now. You know, people say, I hate when people say high school is the greatest time of your life. No, it's not. I'm 43 years old and it keeps getting better every single day. And I'm I'm the type of person that I really do want to live what I was purposed for. And I've made a lot of mistakes. And I I accept that I've made a lot of mistakes. Not happy about those mistakes, right? But those mistakes I have made really have allowed me to connect with people that I would have never been able to connect with. I mean, it's, you know, life's not easy. And I mean, I never thought that my life would go the way it has gone, but it's becoming this beautiful story that I'm embracing living. I want to live the story that I'm living. I'm grateful for all the really crummy things that I've either done or gone through that I, you know, can look on the other side of it and say, you know what, this was really crappy. Why did I do that? Or why did this happen? What was the real reason for this? And when you don't say like poor pitiful me and you do look for something to improve your life, like, okay, what can I learn from this? Then that outlook is so much better. And I feel like you get so much more out of it because it wasn't a waste of time and it wasn't pointless. And you go through everything for a reason. If you were on one of those, what would be your keynote topic? What would you talk about? You had one topic you had to talk about. We, we couldn't rabbit trail. One topic. One topic. I would say connecting. Okay. And the reason why I would say connect, our world is about connecting. Everything is connected, no matter what you want to, you know, say. I mean, it's all connected and how it affects other people. And mostly, what it, what's the connection that you're wanting to make? I mean, I want to... That's that's really, you know, you, you have to think about it and be intentional. And a lot of people don't think with intentionality. That, I mean, they literally are just say whatever and, you know, come across very self-centered and that kind of thing. But how to connect with yourself first, because I guess I've done a lot of work in that area. And then what's worked, what hasn't worked how I've continued to beat myself up, but then how I've been able to connect with other people that beat themselves up in the same way, but to spin it into a positive, to be more encouraging to everyone around you, because that's, you're going to get the best out of everyone if you encourage them and they learn to believe in themselves, but they have to connect with that idea before they can do it yeah that sounds to me like it's the the root of everything you know once you connect with yourself and with god then everything else you'll be able to connect with other people connect with your why connect with your purpose connect Mm -hmm. with your agency connect with your clients whatever it might be oh yeah well and people want to see you be real yeah i mean nobody uh, like i (laughs) so fun fact sidebar and we one of the friends at the table was on a dating app and i made a comment i I was there i remember this (laughs) i made a comment and i said if someone filters their picture don't go for them swipe the other direction whatever it is swipe right swipe left i can't remember right but but that was one of the funnest conversations ever had me and you and what five other people helping this guy the dating app but you made a good point there about the filter and i know you're going to go further so go ahead well whenever somebody's filtering them they're not real i mean what do we connect with we connect with someone who's real like i whatever i'm going through unless that person has gone through it themselves i do not want your opinion i don't and to be a real person is hard truthfully it's hard because it means exposing yourself in a way that you don't want to be exposed because what if somebody doesn't like me right. uh, thought process? And so 
I mean, people that are real, they, you get so much more from them and you get that honesty that you're seeking because you really do want to make the best choice and you really do want to do normally. Most normal people want to do the right thing. But that, yeah, if you're not real, I mean, why play? That's how I Right. And I love that, you know, because obviously don't filter your, you know, your looks, but also don't filter your personality. Don't filter your life. Don't filter your everything, you know, just be real about things. And I think that's fantastic. And, you know, you were talking about intentionality earlier. One of the things I took away uh, from one of those people yesterday is I had to play in the background for literally four hours yesterday and loved it. Um, But, you know, I think it was the guy at the very end, Dean Grazioli, maybe, or something, whatever his name is. Um, He said, or maybe it was Tony Robbins. But anyway, he said the definition of fear versus faith. And he talked about fear is like that weed. You don't have to feed it. It's going to continue to grow and it's just going to make your whole life ugly. And then faith, you know, you have to be intentional with faith. You have to water it. You have to take yeah. that time and be intentional with that to grow your faith. And that's yeah. where people have a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's hard. It's it hard. is hard. People think it's going to be easy. You mm-hmm. know, whether you have faith in God, faith in yourself, faith in your agency, faith in your kids, that takes intention. You can't just you know, stick yeah. it out there. Like you said, like, I love that analogy of fear is like a weed because mm-hmm. I have zero grass in my grass right now. It's all weeds. And so I don't hire one of those services. I just think it's stupid, but I also don't do the weed and feed. Say what? I got a lawn guy if you need his number. There you go. So mm-hmm. the point being like those weeds every year, they come back over and over and over and over. They continue to get worse and ugly. And I'm like, I can't get enough grass to choke the weeds out, but it would take intentionality. And my wife's like, my beautiful and lovely wife, she's like, if you would take the time to actually do it, then it would work, you know? And I'm like, so hard. I don't want to do yard work, but Mm -hmm. same thing with you, with your life, with your faith, with your agency, with your book of business with whatever yeah. faith. I mean, I did. It's fun that you brought that up because I did write down faith takes intentional choice and Boom. you know, life is a series of choices and you deal with it. It's pretty, a lot of choices are pretty easy. You either do or you don't. And then you deal with whatever comes next. And that's what I feel like from a faith perspective is that I'm, you know, like most people, I like to control things and faith, faith, Faith is something that when you give over whatever it is that you're trying to control to the ultimate one that can control everything into that will benefit for the goodness for you, uh, things just turn out the way they need to. And, you know, even in Matthew McConaughey's book, you know, those red lights, it's called green light, by the way, but like red lights, yellow lights and green lights. And I hate red lights especially if it's something I think I'm supposed to do and I want to do it this way or whatever, but I can see taking that 30,000 foot view of those red lights that have come into my world. Hey, you stop right here, or you had this breakdown here and this is what this means. And, you know, it redirected you in a different manner and seeing that for what it is and having the faith, the intentional faith of saying, Hey God, I know you got me. I do. I know you. Yeah. I know you got me. I'm preaching it to my children constantly. Um, that I, I know it's going to work out because I have this thing that I write in my most, most all of my journal entries at the very end. I say good things are happening, good things are coming because they are. There are a lot of good things happening and a lot of good things are coming. And if you don't believe that, why? Why do you not believe it? Because it is it's your mindset. Mindset's everything and your culture in your agency, your culture for in your home. I mean, you create the culture that you want to live, and that's intentional whatever you're doing even if you're not doing anything that's intentional so i think having that faith you know it it creates a world for you to live in that opens you up to so much favor that is that can be given to you yeah it's so worth it it's so worth living a faithful life even when you fall off the fall off the road and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this. Or you feel the worst you've ever felt in your life. And then you say, okay, pity party over, hopping back on yep. the road. And I'm saying, hey, yeah, here you go. I'm sorry. I tried to take everything back, God. I tried to do it again. But no, no, you're better at this. Here, take it. I don't want it anymore. And it just, it just all tends to work. Yeah. 
It, it, it always does. Yeah. So. You're 100% right. So, and, you know, as we wrap this up and we bring it back around to insurance for a minute, um, you know, we've talked about so many wonderful things, not even related to insurance. And I, that's why I wanted to have you on because I knew we would. Because I, you know, I love you, and we're brother and sister, and yeah. you know, um, it, it's so I'm I'm glad we did. I can't even talk. Um, but going back to insurance, uh, all the things we've talked about, and the things that you learned over the last however many years in your career, let's say over a decade. Well, okay. what is so? What? Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Um, you still look 21, but, um, what, what have you learned? What is the the number one thing that you would say you've taken away from your decade plus of insurance career? What is the number one thing you've learned? You've learned that, a lot, but well, number one. That's so that's a big deal. Uh, the, one of the things I would say most of all that I've learned is that everybody really does want to help everybody. Yeah, they really do. I think the intent is there. I think what we fail to realize is we don't competition's great, but we really need to celebrate each other, celebrate all those wins. There, there's so much, so yeah. much out there from a you know business stance. I mean, but we need to celebrate each other. We need to build each other up. We need to yeah, cons- uh, uh, yeah. go to these conferences like. We did it at the PIA last week. I mean, it was great. It was absolutely great. I enjoyed the speakers. I enjoyed the awards banquet. I mean, if you're going to be an awards banquet, I'm telling you, I was like, this is a family and insurance. If you're in this business and you're genuinely good people, one, you're going to come to these things because you realize that everybody is there to support each other. It's not a let's tear each other down. No, our industry is a really great industry. And quite frankly, we're financial asset protectors. Like we should wear capes and run around because what we do is so important. And we should be there for each other and build each other up because we, I mean, this business is hard. It is not easy. And I don't care who you are, where you're from, whatever. If you think this is easy, call me up. I want to know what your strategy is. Right. Not the easiest business in the world. Yeah. But, but the, you nailed it. That uh, that abundance mindset of there's enough business to go around, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't think enough people understand that. And when you go to these conferences, whether it's in your state or whether it's a national conference or whatever it might be, you get into these groups and you realize people just want to share. Like you said, they want to share their ideas. They want to share their passions. They want to share how they do things. And if you have that open book mentality, it's all going to come back to you tenfold. And so I I think you nailed it there. The abundance mindset has to be, it's not about, you know, captive versus independent or direct to consumer versus B2B or this versus that, or big I versus PIA or this versus that. It's just about a a collective industry that wants to help people. When you have a tornado swipe through our city or state, like we had, I don't care if you got farmers insurance, progressive travelers or unit mm-hmm. standard, whoever you've got, we're here. We come together as a community and we rebuild roofs. We rebuild houses. We put together wheelchair ramps. We do what it takes. That's what matters in the day. It doesn't matter what color you wear, you no. know, whether you're, you know, a red, blue, green, it doesn't matter what color your, you know, shirt is. It just matters that you're here for our community. Yeah. I mean, that's right. You know, it Crazy. is. Crazy. Small community, and I mean, we gotta love each other. And yeah. you know, the world is bad enough. We see all these things that are going on in the world. I don't even watch news. Like people are having to tell me what's going on because I, I don't either. I don't like it, and I, yeah. I want you know to see everyone for who they are. Yep. Messed up. People can mess up. That you know, things happen in our world, but at the same time, I mean, look at somebody for who they are and what they're trying to do and be. And their intent is genuine because that's what I'm most attracted to is from a friend stance, from people I want to hang around, from how I want to raise my kids. I mean, being genuine in this industry and showing that community, like you just mentioned, that's that's why that's that's the help that we're trying to give people. And as a whole, as a whole community and insurance, that is really what we want to do. Now, do we all want to make money? Heck yeah. Who didn't want to make money and provide for their family and do good? Yep, yep. Uh, but I think, you know, from an agent 
perspective, from an agency owner perspective, from a CSR account manager. I mean, I really feel like they should be called customer service advisors because they are giving advice yeah. on what you do. I mean, showing the importance of everybody in our industry, yeah. you know, showing that love. I mean, be kind, right? That's the whole adage. I was yeah. walking and listening to that Matthew McConaughey deal and I saw a sign on this person's door and just said, be kind. And I thought, man, if we could just spread that around like confetti along with those compliments that we would give people and those positive affirmations. I mean, our world would be such a better place. We all have so much to give. Why don't we give it? And 100%. I'm with you. I feel like that's the same thing in our industry. We all have so much to give. Like if we were helping yeah. everybody, I mean, your relationship with whomever you are trying you know, to entertain to become your client or who is already your client. I mean, your relationship, take care of it. If you want to succeed, take care of your relationships, take care of the relationship with your community, take care of the relationship with your spouse, with your, your house, you know, with your parents. I mean, take care of what matters and be kind to absolutely. You yeah, you're exactly right. Um, I love that. Uh, and I appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If people wanted to find you, is there a way I could get a hold of you if they wanted to reach out, whether it be DMs or e- email or anything? Is there any way people get in touch with you? Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn is a good one. That's yeah. out there. Um, that's, I would say that's probably the easiest way. Good. I like that. <laughs> I don't, I've been trying to stay off some of this other social media stuff lately, but um yeah, LinkedIn would be a really good way. And it's Randy. Randy with an I and do like yeah. it's it's in the description on the podcast. Just look it up. I'm gonna spell it right. But uh, D-U-L-A-N-E-Y. Got it. Um I love you. I appreciate you. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I you know, I love what we do and I love the relationship that you and I have and the relationship that we both care so much about in this industry. I mean, it's great. It's cool to be able to influence people in a manner of just being, yeah, being, being good with it. Yeah, dude. It's awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll do this again someday. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We had a great time. Randy is awesome. And I hope that our uh, rambling really helped you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we had a great time today and so inspired. And uh, I hope that you are too. It was uh, so much fun sitting down and catching up with my dear friend. And uh, guys, if you have an idea for your own show, go to getreadysetpodcast.com. That's getreadysetpodcast.com. Changing or taking your brilliant ideas and turning me into reality. Guys, also, I would love to hear from you. I love, love jumping into the mailbag. The mailbag is probably my favorite part of the week. Uh, and every single day, I'm getting messages from you uh, wanting to get to know uh, how they can improve the show or they give me ideas or, you know, I love the compliments that you're giving me. I love the, the video shares. I love the the idea is, I just love it. I love hanging out with you guys. So uh, we're going on three, actually, we've been over three years now. So this is super exciting. Use Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com or go check out the website, insurancetownpodcast.com. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.